I do my hair toss, check my nails, baby how you feeling? Hair toss, check my nails, baby how you feeling? Salutations, my friends. It's me, your pal, Sadaya the Great, and you're listening to the Sainted Path on Open Lines Radio. Baby, how are you feeling? How's it going? How are you, whomever you are? Let's get to the meat and potatoes, but first, I want to do some radio stuff. I want to talk to you about what's happening on Open Line. My pals, my dudes, there's some cool shit going on. So one of, the, uh, one of the most aggravating things that you have to learn to do as an artist is to talk about your art. You have to learn how to sell yourself, but more importantly, you have to learn how to communicate as concisely as possible to as many different people as you possibly can just what it is that you're doing with your existence and what you're turning reality into what you're manifesting from your experience or from your imagination, if you're one of those sorts of people. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a sticky thing sometimes to try and talk about, to try and talk about, like, yeah, okay, well, I have this radio show, and uh, 
<laughs> my problem is that in my head, I'm thinking someone gave me a platform to expel all of my personal demons in the dead of night to shout into the void. <laughs> and I would, you know, I'm always more than happy to just say that to someone, but it can be a little off putting and uh, it can be really, really simple. All you have to do is say one wrong thing and someone stops taking you seriously. And, you know, maybe you don't need to be taken seriously in life. Maybe it doesn't matter, but I want everyone, anyone, and everyone who might hear this to take it seriously for a second. I want to talk about this art, because that's what this is. It's a living art project. The Sainted Path and uh, all of the other programming on Open Lines are conversations happening. They're, uh, they're moments where real human beings are putting themselves out into the world and sharing their vibration. And it's super neat to be on this hippy-dippy, you know, independent <laughs> media station where we all refer to ourselves, you know, self-deprecatingly or with the utmost sincerity as light workers and healers. And it's cool to be among your tribe and to be able to use language like that and not have people roll their eyes. But everyone that I know who's coming and supporting me and listening to this, uh, they don't come from that background and they're not a part of that tribe and they don't share that headspace. And it's really important to A, thank you so much, all of you, to really, really let you know how appreciative I am that you're here and you're sharing this experience with me and you're connecting. And uh, I'm not just shouting into the void, I'm shouting and I don't know, it's echoing, it's bouncing back. But I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one doing this big, important work. And I do think it's big, important work. I do think that it has more value than just, hey, this is a vaguely interesting podcast. The thing is, these aren't podcasts. Well, some of them are. If you're catching the recap of, uh, of a podcast on Open Lines, then that's valid. But everything else, these are all things that we're crafting in real time. Each one of us is taking the time to mindfully go, hey, universe, we're here. And uh, there's some really good shit. There's some really good shit happening. And I'm so ecstatic about being able to share this space. Um, Between Blue Worlds, that's a new show that's going on. Uh, I first heard this beautiful voice on an episode of Open Lines where um, I think Astral Projection was the name of the game. And uh, that was a that was a moment where I remember learning something. That was a moment where I remember tapping into something that was unfamiliar. And I tried to hold any reservations I may have had separate from what I was hearing. And I processed and I got a new snapshot of reality. And it was pretty fucking cool. And now here's this show on this station. And the first thing that I hear is, shit's fucked up. And I screamed. These are my people. This is it. We made it. I did it. I'm here. I have arrived. I am a part of this party. And you can be too. That's the super neat thing. If, um, if you're a person and if you have a voice, and even if you don't physically have a voice, if you have things rattling around inside you that you want to share, this is the place for you. Join in the conversation. If you're not into 
an hour long show, you don't have the time and the commitment. There's a there's a way, baby. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. You can shout into the void and we'll broadcast it. And uh, it'll bounce back and it'll amaze you. And if it doesn't amaze you, it'll amaze me. And if it doesn't amaze me, I'm sure Mark is amazed at this thing that we're doing. This is crazy town. This is crazy town. And we'd like to keep it going. So thank you for listening to me. Be sure to check out all of the other Open Lines programming. It is so good. Seriously, it is so good. I just I just spend all day grinning to myself, which is really important because today was not a day full of grins. Um, another important aspect of being an artist is knowing that sometimes you have to ask for help. When I say sometimes, I mean all the time. This gig does not pay easily. And when it does, it does not always pay well. It costs time and it costs money to keep this radio station going. So if you've got some coins to spare, hit us up, my friends. We're really out here trying to make a difference. All right, that's enough plugging. I want us to collectively pause because I about lost my damn mind today and I need to breathe. And I want you to do that with me, if you'd be so kind. So, now that we've gotten through all of our preliminary nonsense, let's just be still for a hot sec. Do me a solid. Do yourself a solid. Take a really deep breath from the diaphragm. Feel it in your gut. Feel your belly expand. And when you exhale, be sure and give yourself a smile because you fucking deserve it, because you should be smiling for you. I want you to feel that. Please and thanks, if it interests you. Take a deep breath. Here we go. All right, one more, because that was a really wimpy effort on my part. I'm going to take three or four really good breaths, all right, you guys? Here we go. Breathe in. One more if you're feeling it. If not, just sit there and hold your breath. That's cool. Don't let me tell you how to live your life. But, you know, there's also, there's this way. You could, you could try this. We could do this. Ready? Just breathe. Just try it. Breathe in. And breathe out. One more because I can. Because it's my show. And we'll do breath work if I want to. <laughs> breathe in. <sighs> okay, so I got real heated today. It doesn't happen very often anymore, and um, I didn't really understand it, actually. I'm so grateful to have friends. I don't always know how to gauge the quality of my relationships. Sometimes, you know, you're your emotional your emotions cloud your perception of what's going on a little bit and sometimes you get a little too caught up and you're not processing things very clearly and you don't really know where you stand and what's what i've been gently reminded again and again lately that i'm in pretty good standing with a couple of really fine upstanding people 
And I tell you, if you don't have yourself some fine upstanding friends, figure out, uh, figure out how you can make some space for that energy in your life. And then call that shit into your life because it is a game changer. Um, we're going to get to manifestation and to like actualizing in a second because that's some other stuff that I've been dealing with today. But first, had a real nice conversation with my friend today. I say real nice conversation, I mean really important, really cathartic, really heavy, crappy, awful conversation. But it was real nice. I, like a lot of people, have a day job because that's how that works. You gotta pay the bills. Except, except. My day job's not paying my bills, and um, we're at, uh, at sort of a point where I'm reassessing, and I'm trying to make some big moves, and I'm trying to make some big changes, and things aren't really lining up, and it's terrifying. I decided to start house hunting knowing Venus was going in retrograde, and you just do what you gotta do, you know what I'm saying? And it is not smooth sailing. Um... But you deal with it. And today I had to deal with the fact that I spent part of my morning rooting around for my dignity in some trash cans because the person that signs my paychecks was being passive aggressive about a mistake that I had made. And that shit fucked me up. It really, really messed with me. I was annoyed. I'm pretty good about, um, I'm pretty good about disassociating is what it is. I'm pretty good about, I don't know, not looking things dead on is what it is. Because in the moment, as I was rooting around through the trash cans, I realized, wow, this is happening, and it is not ideal, and it is not how I want to be spending any any portion of my life, ever, at all. But I didn't think too much about it. I just went with it and uh, tried not to rock the boat, as ever. Just stupid when you're the one in the water and you're drowning. And anyway, I got through the moment, is what I'm saying. I got through it. No harm, no foul, except the exact opposite of that and um, as the day progressed and the feeling festered and really needed to be examined and processed and dealt with I needed help so I asked a friend all of these shitty things that I'm feeling right now uh, what do I do about them what do I do? It's not what I asked my friend. What I actually asked my friend was, I'm not wrong. Am I? I'm not being sensitive. I'm not blowing this out of proportion. That was, in fact, a really awful thing that happened. Someone did just treat me like dirt, right? Right. Yeah, that happened. No, you're not wrong. Yeah, that's pretty bullshit. Okay. So then here's the conclusion I reached. The, uh, the theme of the day 
thing that I've been gunning for all week. I'm telling everyone I'm talking about God on my show this week, and I'm so excited. Oh yeah, I have this radio show, and I'm going to talk about God. I'm going to talk about religion. Everyone hates those things, and how it's in vogue to not talk about those things. I'm so excited about these things, and um, and I rooted around in the trash can, and I thought about dignity. I thought about integrity. I thought, Hey, I'm not wrong. That was an act of war. That was someone actively being a dick and making me do something that I did not need to do. And then rubbing my face in the fact that I was doing this thing that I did not need to do. That was total party foul. We're not happy about this. Okay. Well, where's the real issue? The real issue is that it came to that at all and that I suffered through it and worked my way around it and that I, once again, didn't want to rock the boat because I need my paycheck to get signed. Because I don't have enough job security to rock the boat. Wait a second. That seems... Like, I'm lacking some integrity. That seems like I didn't stand up for myself and how I believe I should be treated. I'm not going to do that for myself. <sighs> See where we are. It's not a nice place to be. So the thing of it is, like, this is the real world. And this is, at least this is this version of the real world. This is my little corner of this three-dimensional world. And these are pretty standard events. I mean, this stuff happens to everyone. You, you know, are a cog in the fucking capitalist machine. Like, you take what you can get. <laughs> in this economy, sis, we get it. That's just how it is. This is just life sometimes. But um, we also all recognize that this isn't right that this isn't just and that just because some of us have to work in retail and customer service some of the time it doesn't mean that our human rights go out the window like we know this it's the year of our lord 2018 we all know better we all know that we should be earning more than peanuts on the dollar we all know but it's not what you know it's how you act on what you know. And I really, really needed to hear my friend go, yeah, you are very right, this is some bullshit. Because uh, I needed to be sure, like, okay. <laughs> so, I am being complacent. I am accepting this bullshit. That's on me. That's happening right now. And I got bills to pay and fucking tired of sleeping on a couch. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta find myself a place to live. And I'm in the process of doing that. And I can't just quit my job and emigrate. But I tell you what, all day I really thought, well, this is it. I knew some, I knew it was only a matter of time. I knew that this equilibrium I had achieved was only gonna last for so long. I knew there was a flip side. I knew that I was going to feel angry again someday. Like, really, truly, like, nope. Uh-uh. 
not today. Who's digging in the trash? Not I. Time to go. Looks like there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere for me to go right now. There's nowhere for me to be. I really honestly thought to myself, you dudes, like, oh, it's cool. My radio show's on the internet. I'm, I'm going to quit right now. I'm going to pack everything up. It's already, it's all already packed up. My basement flooded, all my shits and boxes and blankets and bags and bins and all neatly, not so neatly tucked into the corner already. Been driving around with boxes of books in my car. I'm already there. I'm just going to quit my job and take off. And how sweet is it going to be? I felt so free. Oh, God. all of two seconds and then I realized I'll get paid three times in November so I gotta hold on at least until then. Because <laughs> I tell you what, car insurance is no joke. Good lord. I keep thinking about dignity and integrity and I keep thinking about God and religion and this stupid world that we live in and everyone's concrete rigid certainties. I don't know a goddamn thing, but I know that I do not want to spend another minute dealing with someone's passive-aggressive bullshit just because oh, I have to. Do I really have to, though? Is this really necessary? Not to be that person, whomever that person is, but I just got so angry when I thought to myself, I've been tear-gassed. I have been, I have used my physical presence in this world and my voice in this world to try and do good for others. And I have had my hands zip tied behind my back and my ass parked on a sidewalk more times than I can count. And I have put myself out there and now I'm fucking digging around in a trash can because someone's power tripping and they want to make me feel really bad about having been wrong. And also, I'm not even entirely sure I was wrong. But anyway, what does all of that add up to? Like, I just, I really, I don't understand. It's not irrelevant and unrelated that people are being bombed, present tense, like right now. Like right in this moment. We live in a day and age where someone can comfortably sit back and push a button and some elementary school in Pakistan just gone. And nobody really looks too hard anymore. And nobody thinks too much about it. We have disaster fatigue. Someone told me that as if it were a legitimate excuse, as if that, that like it made it okay. Like, oh, we've got disaster fatigue. A lot of bad stuff happens all the time. And it's overwhelming, so we just stop looking. I know what it is, son. I understand the concept. And then what? And then what? And then what happens when you're at your fucking day job and your boss decides to be a jerk and decides to single you out and bully you? In addition to everyone else, I mean, it's not like it's only happening to me. And that's part of the problem. If, if we're all going to sit here and allow ourselves to be casually treated like shit and to just, you know, trade in little bits of our dignity... 
and and then turn a blind eye to elementary schools being bombed and to kids being interned and to all of the really fucked up shit that happens every day to people being harassed and arrested at the grocery store for no reason other than they're kind of brown and they don't speak English. What's, um, like, what's up? What's up? What are we doing? What am I doing? Am I... What am I doing? I don't know. I, um... On top of all of that, I was really stressed out about... Our, uh our most recent attempt to secure some housing just completely fell through and I'm I'm okay with it like if it was going to happen it would have happened and it didn't so that's fine and I'm not actually homeless yet so like it's cool it's not ideal I'm not thrilled to bits or anything but here we are living in the midst of it all here I am like just doing what I got to do but where's the line between doing what you have to do and then doing anything else? How do you... I don't know. I'm asking for so much right now. <laughs> okay, so let's dial it in some other direction, right? Let's talk about G-O-D. Yeah! Everyone's favorite. I... Knew uh, known a lot of Catholics in my day. I'm one of the one of the ones that had a lasting impact. That said some things that really shook up the scheme of things. Remarked that um, they carried the light of God within them, which is very Catholic. That's a you know, yeah, great Holy Spirit, rah rah rah. In these crazy, crazy modern times that we live in, we get, you know, desensitized to all of the language that we're used to hearing. We just, it, um, when people start talking, especially, you know, evangelical Christians, they're, they're very loud. Uh, and, oh God, I'm not even ready to do this justice. I really have, as ever, pages and pages and pages of notes and so much historical context and so many things I think it's so important to get across and to share and to make sure everyone's coming from the same foundational point. And I just keep thinking about the fact that I didn't say anything. I didn't stick up for myself. And that means that I'm not necessarily in a position to stick up for anyone else, am I? And if I have spent so much of my time sticking up for other people, I mean, have I? I don't know. It's all such a mess. It's all such a mess. And when I think about God, I don't think about God as a man. I don't think about God as a person or an entity or a, a, a quantifiable concept of a judge in the sky determining the value of my actions and whether or not there's, you know, the good ways out against the bad and all that. I'm not worried at heaven and hell about heaven and hell at this juncture. I'm not worried about an afterlife. I'm not worried about my ancestors. I don't really have time to think about what kind of person I was in high school. That just none of it is relevant to me right now. 
right now I'm having, I'm, I'm taking as much time and space as I need to just reel in the idea that I'm here, that we're all here and we're all alive. Reality is a concept that I don't even want to grapple with. It's just here we are. Here we are. And then what? If you listen to a lot of open minds programming like I do, then you've probably heard our dude Mark talking about spider consciousness. And the idea that each of us is a different perspective, is a different uh, focal point, or a different part of a spider's eye, and we're all looking at the same reality, but we're all taking in a different part of it. And that's different information that's getting filtered back in. And um, I've talked to you guys about communicating and, and how important it is to have clear, open lines of communication between your fellow man, because we're all out here, and a lot of us are suffering. But... What is it all? What is it? <laughs> this is silly. I don't want to talk to you about existence. I don't want to talk to you about this line of philosophical thought. I thought that I did. I was gearing myself up for it all week. But you know what? Change of plans. We're going to derail this train. I don't really care what it's about. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't right now. I don't care what I think it's about or what you think it's about. It is what it is. We're here. We're alive. I have this idea that we're all connected and that we all relate to each other in this life. I say relate to each other. The thing is, like maybe the content that I'm spewing at you is not relatable. I almost hope that it's not. You know, I almost, I really would like to have people tuning in and hearing something completely foreign to them. Because connection is the name of the game. The events are different. The details are different. But the human experience is the same. That part is relatable. That's the whole thing about myth, right? That's the whole thing about our concept of, of God and the stories that we tell ourselves. It's how we relate. It's not the, the practical. It's not... So the Greeks had words for this. There's mythos, there's myth, and then there's logos. There's that sort of grounded, logical approach that you need to build societies, that you need for the framework, that you need for the foundational stuff, the operational, day-to-day, -day, logical, relating to your reality. But that stuff doesn't do anything for guilt. Logos does not offer you comfort. It doesn't fill the void. That's where the myth comes in. And in our modern understanding of the word myth, it's not just stories. It's not just, these aren't just parables. It's not about whether you're interpreting the Bible literally or not. It's about the living idea The stories are relatable because they're like rudimentary psychology, right? It's like if you, I find myself having to couch my beliefs a lot. 
and having to it's very much like with my art like having to cater to the audience that i am speaking to what kind of art do you make depends on who i'm talking to what's your radio show about well <laughs> i uh i was at a party recently and i found myself in a room full of people who were talking about astrology and who were talking about their signs and their birth charts, which is super cool. It was super neat to find myself in a room full of people who were talking about more than just their sun signs and their horoscopes. Um, but this funny thing happened where this room was divided in half, where half of the room were interested in the subject and were sharing, and then the other half of the room were completely skeptical and uh, politely sat there rolling their eyes the whole conversation. <clears throat> and I found myself not for the first time having to go, okay, well, look, this might not be something that you put a lot of stock into. This might not be a line of thinking that you think is terribly logical. You might not be able to rationalize and to reason with this in a way that satisfies you. It might seem like a lot of bullshit, but it's a sort of bullshit that someone else derives meaning from. And it's a sort of, I didn't keep calling it bullshit, but I mean, it's something, it's a tool that someone finds valuable and that someone is building a framework with to better themselves and to live their life with a mindful structure and to create a sense of presence within their life. So yeah, it might not do all of that for you, but can you see the value that that has? Can you try and like garner any kind of respect for the idea of someone taking something and improving their life based on that? Even if you don't think that it's grounded in any kind of science and even if you don't think that it has any kind of value, is there a way for 10 seconds you could stop being a dick? and recognize that, okay, you totally don't care, but this is making someone else a better person and is making their life better. And this whole half of the room is engaging in this conversation and sharing with each other and learning from each other. Can't you see how that's kind of cool? That has value. That's connection. That's the name of the game. I think I'm playing a different game. I think that's the other thing. At some point, not at some point, this can be traced back to specific people, people like Freud and Marx and Nietzsche. There's a point where the rational, where logos and mythos separate. And they used to go hand in hand. Pre-modern societies were built on an equal foundation of both of those things. You needed one for the other to exist. You needed a healthy respect for the unknown. I am super obsessed with Catholic mysticism. It's my hobby. I mean no offense to any Catholics out there. Um, with the level of <laughs> fervor and enthusiasm, which I I don't even want to talk about this anymore. It's very silly. But I spend a lot of time thinking 
about um, a lot of interesting Catholic principles. I think they're really interesting. Like this whole thing that someone said to me about carrying the light of God inside them. So that's really Catholic language. That's really, that's a really Christian leaning where God is more than just the heavenly father and more than just Jesus, but well, okay, let me start with Jesus. Wow, we're really doing this tonight. Okay, so I'm a Muslim. I'm a monotheist. I, uh, I have this idea that God is the source of existence and that there's only that one source, that one spark, that whatever it is, however we want to quantify it, we have 99 names for it, 99 different attributes and adjectives we use to describe it because it is not a, a person. So already when someone approaches me with the idea of God as a man, I struggle to fit that into my framework. And that's what I try and do. Anytime someone tells me some shit that they believe in, and I'm like, oh, cool. How does, like, I live in this world also. So how does that fit in? Like, where does that puzzle piece go in this, in this, you know, picture of reality that I am putting together? It is not disconnected from me. It is not irrelevant to me and what I believe. It all goes together. This is more information. So what do I do with this information? I, uh, I realized that my idea of God was very rigid and my idea of God as a concept was not as open and all encompassing as it is now. Someone said, I carry the spirit of God inside me. And I thought that's fucking blasphemous. <laughs> that's how that works. What does that even mean? What does it mean that my idea of us as people was so, I don't know, we were, in my mind, so small and insignificant, and the idea of just allowing yourself to believe that you carry God in you in that way, it just seemed, it just seemed wrong. It just seemed wrong, which is so funny to me now, which is genuinely comical to me, and I really haven't stopped to say this shit out loud ever. We're all learning and growing tonight. Oh, boy. I, uh, I was at a point where a simple thing like, a simple thing like a conversation with something who, a conversation with someone who believed something slightly different than what I believe, just set everything spinning wildly in some opposite direction and really threw me, gave me so much to think about. And, and now, I don't really want to think about any of it. Or I do, but not, I don't really want to engage anyone about any of it. I'm really tired of having to defend these ideas. They're just ideas. I'm just trying my best to make sure I'm trying my best. It's as simple as that. And I really struggle getting up every day and finding my place in the world. Partly because I stopped thinking so much about what I believe. The whole thing about belief, the whole thing about, you know, mythos is all very nice and well. It's good to have these ideas and to try and piece together these stories and to create a working life out of them. But that's the whole thing is it's work. 
It's where Logos comes in. You live in this world. I have bills to pay. I gotta get up and go to my stupid day job and try my honest best. Because that's what you have to do. So where did the separation happen? Analyzing and when did I get analyzing and at couching my beliefs and, you know, sort of bending and reshaping my ideas to make them more palatable? When did I become so comfortable and complacent going, look, it might not be for you, but, you know, live and let live. That's great. Live and let live. But also, I really, really dug around in the trash cans today. I really forfeit a very large part of my dignity. And the whole thing about my relationship with God is that it affords me a sense of dignity. I am here for better or for worse. It is a fact, here I am. And I'm making it a point to sit here calmly, breathing out loud on my silly radio show and trying to figure out piece by piece, step by step, moment by moment, how to exist in this world in a way where I am thriving and everyone around me is benefiting from my energy in some way, where we're all learning. One of my favorite things that I learned about I Ching is this principle that everything in this universe, everything that happens to you is for your benefit. I dug around in the trash can today and I felt very small and I didn't stand up for myself and that benefit me because here I am now unpacking it and really taking a good hard look at it and asking myself, how did we get here? And making sure that whatever happens next, whatever I do tomorrow, whatever I do in the next five minutes, whatever my next step is, the next thing that I say to you on this radio show, how am I going to move forward with dignity and integrity? Am I living my best authentic life as they say? Because it sure don't feel like it right now. If we're going to dig around through trash cans, that's fine. That happened. It's not ideal. It's not great. We don't love it. But here it is. How am I going to react to it? How am I going to respond? Am I going to sit here and say unkind things? And be a jerk? And talk shit about my boss? And tell you about all of the other indignities? Nah. That's easy enough. Made it far enough as a person at this point in my journey on this sainted path to go, nope, not into that, not interested. So what am I going to do? Oh, no, get up and go to my day job again and again until I have more information and I've figured something else out, I guess. But in the meantime, it was a really great reminder if I, uh, if I'm pouring all of my energy into thinking about what I am and how I'm living present tense, 
Am I really like focusing? Am I really paying attention? Dignity. Always dignity. Have you ever seen Singing in the Rain? Just found out that some of my favorite people haven't seen Singing in the Rain. That blows my mind. Anyway. It gives me a great sense of, I don't know, just makes me feel grounded to try and relate myself and to try and have these ideas. Maybe they don't, I'm trying to get more comfortable with the idea that like all of this is a complete joke and that, you know, there's a real strong possibility like, yeah, nope, none of us know anything. Oh, okay, perfect segue. None of us know a goddamn thing, but we're all out here trying, uh, and some of us are trying through our art. My pal, Lane, one of my very, very good friends, Lane Payne, is a genius and actually deserves a medal. Um, <laughs> being an artist in this world is really difficult, so I'm going to take a second to shout out some of my artist friends and tell you about some of the things that they're working on. The shit don't pay the bills, and I wish that it did. My boy is working on a book. Maybe someday you'll be able to, to buy it and to read it. I hope so, because it's genius. Uh, it's a collection of short stories, and it's called Finally My Insides Can Tan. Isn't that the best thing you've ever fucking heard? Finally, My Insides Can Tan. So I can't read you this story. I had hoped to. I had hoped to read you one of the short stories from this collection, but... It's just not my place. It's just not for me. I'm going to read you segments of it, though. I am going to read you excerpts because it's hilarious. Um, and it ties in very neatly to everything that I've been thinking about today. So the gist of it is this story has a peculiar title. Uh, and I'm not even going to bother. Don't even worry about it. Just know that we're out here. We're making art. If you think any part of this is hilarious, shout out into the void. Let me know. That way we can encourage all of our artist friends to make more of their art. And I can give you more definitive information and say, finally, my insides can tan is available at bookstores everywhere across the country and on the internet. Can't do that for you right now, but I can read to you. So our protagonist in one of these short stories finds themselves in a dank basement accidentally as they were trying to end their life. And some shenanigans ensue. And the details aren't important. What is important is this voice and are some of these words. So here we go with vigor, with my bloodstream full of 50% or no, what is it? I'm trying to paraphrase. This man is so genius. I'm not going to paraphrase. I'll just read it to you. <laughs> Oh boy. All right, our protagonist is having a conversation with someone. And before our conversation could further, and as I was beginning to slip into a mud pit of self-reflection, Marshall's hands were grabbing my wrists and pulling me to the dance floor. His hands were soft and warm and as he dragged me behind him, occasionally turning back to smile at me like a stepmom, making sure her kids were having fun at the water park because she wants them to like her. I'm not even going to be able to do this. <laughs> I'm not even going to be able to do this. Look, being a millennial, I live 
can I just, I'm just going to do this now. I'm just going to side, sidebar. My siblings, I have older siblings and I have younger siblings. And my older siblings are a lot older than me. <clears throat> There's like a decade between us. <clears throat> and uh, I'm constantly reminded that Generation Xers and, you know, Carter babies all had a harder time of it. And were made of tougher stuff. Better stock. And had to deal with rougher shit. And like, yeah, I get it. Sure. Yeah, I've met y'all. I know what's up. Millennials are soft as shit. That's fair. That's fine. I'll say it. We're soft. I don't even care. I don't even care because we're still here, still earning bullshit pay, still doing the same things you had to do. But some of us, some of us are busy creating great works of art. And it doesn't matter. None of it matters. Can we just breathe again? I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> God. All right, look, I want to read you some more stuff. And I want to breathe. And I want to take a break and breathe on my own. Because this day has really taken its toll on me. Uh, to recap from this story. One. <laughs> I lose my mind in LA shortly after moving there and destroy all of my relationships because I'm too stupid and depressed to figure out anything. Two, I move to Detroit in hopes that I get eaten by the city, but nothing bad happens to me after a month. Three, I decide to kill myself and go out in the middle of the night to get into some trouble. Four, nobody cares enough to kill me and I somehow end up at a secret gay underground club. Five, I suddenly feel better and I meet a boy who I really connect with and I think that I'm going through a transformation and good things are happening to me. Six, I'm not and they aren't. <laughs> oh, and then there's more. Uh, honestly, at that point, killing myself would have been exactly what the world wanted as I was convinced the whole night was a joke by God. Damn, she got me good. If there was anything I hate more than, I, than myself, it's the world. Because if I was anything besides dumb and sad, I was edgy. God damn it. So there was no way I could kill myself now. Life is like playing chess with God, except you're playing with checker pieces, and also you're not playing anything, and God isn't real because life can't be compared to literally anything because it's the most complicated and subjective thing anyone has ever experienced, and no one has any more insight on it than anyone else because we all live and die, and no one gets to live or die any more than anyone else. So I went home. Oh, there's more, there's more. <laughs> the next morning, 3 p.m., I woke up to a couple different feelings, all of which I was surprisingly up to dealing with. First, I was hungover. Easy, suffer through it. Next, I felt relief, relief maybe, that I wasn't dead or maybe at least that I survived. Felt as if everything that had happened before I woke up that afternoon was far away from me, like it was a different life that had finally ended. I remember taking in a huge breath and lying there in my bed, and when I exhaled, I felt centered for the first time in my life. I didn't feel like I wanted to die, and I also didn't feel like I was some phoenix ready to live a successful life. It just felt like I could do it. Life. 
Also, success can only be measured in things that we as humans have collectively decided we care about, which is all fake. And in an alternate timeline, we could have measured success in how many armadillos you tamed. So nobody fucking cares that you got a promotion at work, Terry. <laughs> oh, man. There's so much. There's just so much space in this world. And I think maybe we're just not allocating enough of it properly. I don't know. Take a deep breath with me here. I, I, I really need it. <sighs> My dudes. One more, just because, just because we can. Just take a breath. I'm going to play you a song because I decided before I did this show tonight that I was going to play you a song. I don't even remember what song is going to play. So just hang out with me for a while longer. If you're staying up past your bedtime, I appreciate you. And if you're catching me at some other point in your life, I appreciate you too. Just hang out with me for a little bit longer, pals. Here's, here's some tunage. Here's a, a happy reprieve. Of Manhattan's shrieking as they fall from ATT. Someone sees it all. Goodbye, Mr. Red, and this skull and shrine in a shopping wall in Queens. Someone sees it all. Takes his bratfall, Bruegel on his head. Goodbye, Mr. Red. Four and twenty black kids, some of them are blind. Someone sees it all. Tolerance of violence by the fellows with no heads. Goodbye, Mr. Red.
Someone sees it all Goodbye